Welcome to the Inside Edge, presented by First Merchants Bank. First Merchants Bank, helping you prosper. Put it in the upper right-hand corner, just like a postage stamp. That's a good bingo! Get ready to learn more about the Columbus Blue Jackets players and coaches, as well as find out what's going on this week in the NHL. Now let's join Bob McGilligan and Jody Shelley for the Inside Edge, presented by First Merchants Bank. Welcome to the Inside Edge, which is being presented by First Merchants Bank. Bob McElligan alongside of Jody Shelley. Coming up a little bit later in the show, you're going to hear from Blue Jackets centerman Sean Corrali. But Jody, let's start uh, with where the Blue Jackets are right now. One and two record after the first three games. Uh, the win against the Rangers on Saturday, and that was great. And then a couple days later on Monday against the uh, Detroit Red Wings, the great feeling unfortunately went away when the Blue Jackets got shut out. But this is what we would kind of figured. I mean, it's it's going to be a roller coaster at the beginning. Uh, you don't want to get uh, too high up and then get too low, obviously. But uh, it's still a team that's uh, fighting through to to learn exactly who it is in some ways. Isn't yeah, it? it really is. And, and, you know, you come off of game one and, okay, first night, there's some jitters, and uh, they solved that with a win. And remember the difference in how you felt uh, after the win against the Rangers. Everyone felt like, okay, it was a good win. The Rangers are a, a team that is going to be a playoff team. Shesterkin's in that. They had their A goalie in, and the Blue Jackets got it done at home. And, and when you look at it, Elvis Merzlikens played extremely well for the two periods he played. Spencer Martin went in and did what he had to do and got the Blue Jackets got the win. Boone Jenner got a hat trick. Uh, so – People played special games, and the team followed. And when you look at the last game, their first period was really good. And they came out, and, you know, Detroit's a good team. They're a team that's been in the building process for a while. Uh, And Reimer played well enough, got lucky in a lot of those plays. And the Blue Jackets came out with nothing. And instead of coming out with that same game plan, they, they just completely lost themselves, I thought. And... You know, when you can't make passes and you don't seem like you're in sync at all, it's frustrating. And the other team, you know, you have to credit Detroit. They played a straight-ahead, fast style. But the Blue Jackets can play that game too, I think. But but you're right. When I think about it all, you're still in a phase here where you're wondering what this team is going to be and what they're going to look like. Now, earlier today, they had a very hard practice, one of the hardest practices, uh, practices I've ever seen, and I really liked it because – there's a tone that has to be carried throughout this team from everybody. And there are players on this team that are not doing, or they're cutting corners sometimes in games. And, you know, you can't just, the puck's not always going to land on your stick perfect. There's got to be a battle level to get it and collect it and get it back, but also supporting each other. And I look at some of the lines and, you know, Fantilli's a, a brand new player three games into his National Hockey League career. You can't ask him. You can't expect him to carry this team somewhere. Uh, it's still a team game, and right now they don't look like, when they're bad, they don't look like they're playing a team game. And so far I think they've played a couple good periods on this season out of nine, and, and it's got to be more than that. So I would expect after the tone that was thrown out there today from Pascal Vincent and his coaching staff, the attitude and the, I'm going to call it relentlessness that we expect from this team, I would expect it to rise, and, and they need to put a couple games together where it's find a way to win, where, you know, it's not the power play with three great passes and click it in the back door. It's going to be grind for pucks, grind to get in, and then grind to get goals. I, I think that they need a few or a couple wins like that to figure out, okay, oh, this is how we win, uh, because in some moments this season so far, it looks like 
they're not sure how it's going to happen. When you talk about um, the other night, especially in the Detroit game, uh, things not working out, and it, that was roster wide. You know, I mean, oh, yeah. there was there were you look at Johnny Gaudreau, not one of the better games he's played in the Blue Jackets uniform. Patrick Line, he couldn't hold on to the puck uh, to get it through the neutral zone. The the passes, as you said, they were all over the place. So yeah, again, to your point, this is not just like you're looking at bottom six guys and saying, "Hey, you've got to grind more." The, the skill guys too, they they've got to they've got to adjust. They got to play within the system, and as you said, and not bail on it as soon as you feel like, uh oh. Well, we've got to do something different. And that's what Pascal Vincent said after the game against Detroit. He said he felt that after the second goal, they just changed the way that they were playing. They got away from the way they're supposed to play and maybe not so coincidentally wound up in the penalty box two times and gave up two power play goals. And at that point, it's pretty much out of reach. It's one of the youngest teams in the league again, and it looked like it. I mean, it's a frustrating style to play when the defenseman goes back for a puck and you look at your outlets and they're – they're already covered, and you don't really have an outlet. So you try to force or, or make a quick pass, and it ends up being a, a grenade that you, the, the winger or the centerman can't handle. The next thing, it's coming back your way. And they really they, they were just chipping pucks. They were unsure where to, what to do when they did get the puck, and they were back-checking and playing D-zone a lot, and just in the offensive zone, block shots, uh, broken plays. It just looked, It didn't look like the team game. It looked like individuals try to take over, and and you're right. I mean, I've been on teams where you just stick with the system, and that means my role is to go, if I'm the first forward, the closest to the puck, I go at the puck, and then you read off me, we stick with the system, and then you get your chances, and it just looked like they got away from that the other night, and then everything just mounted up, and I really felt frustrated for those guys because um, it looked like they didn't know what they were going to do. And that's a game where, you know, Detroit is quote-unquote rebuilding. However, they are now to a point in their rebuild where I said this during the game the other night is uh, simply that, you know, I thought that they were going to rebuild the way that Steve Eiserman built the Tampa Bay Lightning, right? It's going to be draft and develop, and they've tried to do that. But when you look at their roster, uh, it, there's only a couple of guys that fall into that category a lot of other guys they picked up in the last few years as free agents, which means it's a very experienced. Ten guys, ten new ten, guys. Ten new guys, but guys that have experience yes. in the league and are, uh, are are very good at uh, you know playing the game. And as you said, when you go up against some young players, guys that know how to frustrate them, even though they haven't played together as a group in Detroit, they've played all over the league, and they, they, know, they know how to disrupt things, which is what they did. Yeah, and you got guys on one-year deals. You got guys on on long-term deals like Comfer, who you brought in. Players that you know are kind of in that range where they've been in the league, they've been around some some winning teams, they've been around winning attitudes. I really like that uh, for for because you're kind of rewarding Larkin and the players that have been there too. You're also rewarding the young guys like Mo Sider, who's just really starting his career, but a big factor. Uh, there's a brand of hockey they played, and and. I go back and forth. Were they that good or were the Blue Jackets that bad? I think it's a combination of both. Uh, but, yeah, when you bring in those players and, and you don't win right away, you say, oh, there's going to be an adjustment period. But they look like they were on the same page, and it started with compete. And uh, I think that Derek Lalonde, their coach there, that's something that they do, that he set in stone, and it took some a little bit of time for that adjustment. But now that's what Pascal Vincent is going to try to do here. So – 
I, I like the value of the veteran players. Um, I like the value of, especially after losses, how do we act? Uh, what's our next move? How do we act at the rink? What are we going to bring to attention today? Uh, you know, you have those different opinions. Uh, those are good, mo- good things for teams and organizations. And Detroit, um, they've had a pretty good start. For the Blue Jackets now, we're coming off a loss, yes. We're coming off a tough day of practice, yes. Get a win. Start building something here. It's I know it's never too early in the season, but it is still early to figure out for Pascal Vincent, who's made lineup changes every game, and there's been different players playing with other players every game. This is a progress. Uh, there's going to be progress, but right now, as we sit here today, two days before the next game, you can overanalyze these situations. So I like what you said off the top. You can't get too high. You can't get too low, but you got to be very realistic with what players are and where they fit in. Yeah, it's three games into the schedule. Okay, yeah, but you gotta, right? You have to be very, very careful not to say all oh, the new players or the new system because uh, I think we're past that. Let me ask you from the uh, from the player's standpoint: when you come in and have a practice like you have today, first of all, um, are you expecting that kind of a practice? And second of all. What is the the message, or what do you have to get out of that as a player when you walk away from it? Well, I remember we were expecting it, but you don't see it very often. Uh, I'm not sure if this group was expecting it. Uh, maybe a couple guys were, but today was one of the harder practices I've ever seen as far as compete and not just a quick message. It started from the time they hit the ice until the hour was up. They went a full hour, and... It's uh, it, it it should be expected, and I'm I'm glad. I, I mean, it's easy for me to say I didn't go through it, but it's it's I'm glad for Pascal that you know he's he's a guy that's talked about setting the standard and work is expected, and he didn't see it the other night, so he forced it out of them today. The message is sent, and as a player, you can't wait to get to the game. You know, tomorrow is going to be more technical. Get back to like preparing for the game. But today was a muddy day. You were digging. You were. You were. It was a, a tough day at work. So, um, you get out of it, a little camaraderie. You know, you might have a teammate or two that you know is is uh, battling through it, and you help them through it, and, and you kind of get there and you say, okay, we got to be better. And, and everyone to a man would have got that message today. So, um, it's work first. Work ahead of skill is how you win in this league. And I think Vegas and, and Jack Eichel are a great example because. He left Buffalo as that that top pick for their organization and was going to be the guy to change the franchise, and it was his skill that was going to do it. Well, he got to Vegas in a deeper role and bought into the system, and his skill came out when it, when it was needed, but he stuck with the simple process of getting the pucks out of his own end, attacking through the neutral zone, and then when he needed to beat someone one-on-one uh, or make a— or, be creative to make a play he would but he still kept it within what they were doing and I think those are examples of you know you look at some of the players here with all the skill well wait a second you're using it at the wrong time you're you know you're not respecting how hard the game is to win and you know it it, early in the season this is the time this has to happen because if you if you if you have wins that cover up exactly what's happening uh, you're you're fooling yourself, and that's what the regular season is for. It's to go through the process and figure out and, and set the tone and understand that this is how we have to win games. That's why the hard ones are the greatest ones to win because, you know, everybody understands that, hey, you weren't on the score sheet tonight, Bob, but you did some things that we all appreciate. You blocked some shots. Uh, you took the body. 
you understood your route. You understood your routes within the forecheck. Uh, you made a play that you know was expected of you, and it was one that was kind of an unsung play, but it led to the goal two zones ago. You know, so that's the mentality. That's kind of the, and it's hard because as a player, you drive home and you think, oh, I have to work on my shot, or I have to work on picking up the pucks off the wall. It's like, yeah, those details matter. But right now, it's staying within the system, being able to receive a pass and make a pass. I was going to ask you if, uh, like we always talk about coaching mentality, old school, new school, and a practice like that, is that some of Pascal Vincent having old school? But, but then as you talked about that, I thought it doesn't matter. Like work is work. It's not old school, new school. you got to do your work if you want to have success, and that's all that was in that practice today. Do your work. Yeah. It's, it, was, it was just about bring your, your compete level and – it starts there, and it starts with a face-off. Well, we're going to talk to a guy that's very good when it comes to face-offs and compete level. He brings it day in and day out, so we'll get his perspective on the practice that he and his teammates went through this morning. And, yeah, we do need to talk about those face-offs because that was an issue for the Blue Jackets in their loss on Monday. It's been an issue with this team here for quite some time, but Sean Corrali is very good at it. He studies it. He is uh, – I don't know. If I say he's a master of it to him, he'll probably say he's not a master of it. But again, he is very experienced. He is very good. And we're going to talk with Sean Corrali of the Blue Jackets as the Inside Edge, presented by First Merchants Bank, continues here on 97.1 The Fan. Welcome back to the Inside Edge, being presented by First Merchants Bank. The Blue Jackets back on home ice on Friday night. They will take on the Calgary Flames at 7 o'clock. I'm Bob McKelligan with Jody Shelley. We're joined right now by Blue Jackets centerman and assistant captain Sean Corrali. And let's start right there. Uh, congratulations to you. I know you've worn an A on your jersey before, but, I mean, this is right out of the chute at the beginning of the year, uh, a very visible part of the leadership group. And on a team like this, a leadership group is going to be very important, isn't it, Sean? Absolutely. I think, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a small addition to um, already great leadership group and Boone and, and Zia with, with the guys with the letters and, um, there's plenty of guys in that room that that lead without a letter, and and I think some of, even looking back, some of my favorite teammates have been guys that that were leaders without letters. So um, it's uh, going to be by committee this year. We've got uh, a lot of a lot of guys that can kind of step into a maybe a bigger role than they have before in their careers, and I think that's what we're going to need, and that's what we're expecting out of guys, uh, including myself. So it's not about changing who you are, or doing things differently, but. Um, you know, maybe being more of yourself and then bringing more of that to the rink and not being shy about it. Yeah, and I was going to ask you what leadership is to you because sometimes, you know, people think that the the rah-rah guys, the guys you always hear from, they're always talking that they are leaders. And in some cases that's true, but then there is, you know, I think Boone Jenner is a great example of a guy that just, look, when I'm leading, it's when I'm playing. And this is our standard and this is what you have to live up to. Uh, how do you see yourself as a leader? Yeah, obviously, I mean, Bone, Bone's a great example. Like you said, he's uh, a guy that brings it every day, and I, those guys are easy to follow. I think when you ask about what leadership what leadership looks like, I think a lot of the times it can be it can be less about what you say, more about what you do. And um, you know, those are always things that uh, you find yourself doing things that you see other people that you like their results and uh, you know how they go about their business and you can find yourself copying them almost, whether it's on a daily basis. And I found myself like that when I was in Boston and seeing 
what some of the older guys were eating or doing before practice, and all of a sudden you find yourself eating instead of a you know bacon, cheese, and egg omelet, you're eating berries and uh, granola, or you know, just like little things. I think all those things go along the way, and then it, it's the same on the ice. You see, um, you know Boone, you know win a couple of draws against a good center, and you're like shit. I better I better be right there behind him. Um, so to me, it's uh, just making sure you're, you're taking care of your own business, but but there is also an aspect to to a little a little uh, abrasiveness, and you know it's not always it's not always um, great job, great job. Um, sometimes you know you need more out of each other, and and you can you should be able to ask for that from a teammate that that you respect. And I think if you're in people's respect, um, you know if you ask for that sometimes, and um, it, it'll be it'll be in a very respectful way. Before you came here, you played in Boston, as you said, and, and per, uh, Patrice Bergeron was, uh, well, he seems to be a great leader. <laughs> and so what kind of things did you learn from him, the way that he ran things? And, and as you said, you, you copy what guys that do it right do. What, what parts of what he does have you copied and tried to put into your life? Well, first of all, I'd say, um, you know, I see a lot of, a lot of, uh, Berge and Boone, they're really similar and, and, um, especially how they bring it on the ice and their consistency and just the, the excellence they bring with their work ethic. Um, and then, and then they've got, you know, you couple that with some talent, uh, with a ton of talent. Um, and the, you get those results. It's not, it's not really a surprise. Um, so it's, uh, I see a lot of, I see a lot of the same qualities in those two and to have someone like that to try and, you know, keep pushing yourself and, uh, try and live up to and, um, you know, not at the same time, you're, you don't want to disappoint some of those, some of the guys that are, that are keeping such a high standard. You want to make sure you're doing the same thing. When you found out you were going to wear an A, what went through your mind? What did it mean to you? You're obviously, uh, you know, really, really proud of that. I mean, I grew up here watching, watching you guys. And, um, like I said, some of my favorite guys were the guys that were the leaders and, and wore the A's and, um, and the C and, uh, guys that led by example. That was kind of always uh, my dream watching when, when I was a kid watching the Blue Jackets. I loved those guys. And like I said earlier, a lot of times it wasn't always the guys wearing the letters, but it was cool to kind of watch with my own eye and see who I thought the leaders were. And a lot of times it ended up with those guys that had a letter on. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, it, it means a lot. It's um, it's a great honor and um, a responsibility to just be yourself and, and do your best. You say that, but I there, there are some times when you you got to be calculated with. I mean, if you want a cheeseburger, but you're sitting with some of the young guys in the room, you might be like, "Darn it!" I mean, or maybe it's the other way. I used to love leaders that were like, "You know what? Get rid of that kale today. We're having a cheeseburger." And you're like, "Yeah!" I remember Luke Richardson and I did the, and Kevin. I was Kevin and Ian someone. We did the two mile race in camp, and I, they were driving us home, and they stopped at Brazen Head. And the next thing you know, we're eating cheese. There's a plate of cheeseburgers. And I'm like, yes. So those are moments. You, I don't know if you've been, you probably have as a, as a leader already without TA, but you ever think of those things too? And, and those, uh, the impact those have on you? And have you had any done to you where you're like, oh, that was awesome, those guys? Totally. It's, uh, yeah, you know, like a couple of times when you'd see like the, like the leaders in, uh, in Boston, it was always like everything right, everything right. We get to Arizona and we'd have a day off and you'd be like, They'd be like, all right, we're, you know, we're going out. We're going to have, and like you said, like not a great, very healthy meal. We're all going to be together and we're all going to feel like shit the next day at practice, <laughs> but we're going to get through it. And then, you know, it seemed like then every time we'd win that next game, 
Um, so there's definitely a, a piece of, of we're, we're all, uh, we're all humans going through this thing and, um, you know, you do, you do it right as, as much as you can, but, uh, you, you got to live at some, uh, at some points too. And you got to, uh, just enjoy, enjoy some of it and, and kind of realize that we're, uh, we're all on this thing together, but yeah, great point. Do you realize that? Do you realize that now? Like, okay, it's early in the season, but the impact, and I say, do you realize, of course I know you realize it, but do you understand, like, I know you said you're a small piece of a good leadership group, but a leader is that doesn't have that voice or those ideas or really bang the table for some things to happen is not really bringing it. Do you realize that now in this point in your career? So you're saying, let's Well, see. you could just be like, yeah, boo, and that's a great idea. Or no, you, when you're like, no, we should go eat cheeseburgers and get everyone together and throw the fries on the floor or whatever. You know, like, like me and you have talked about sometimes, Jody, those are things I think that come as you, you kind of grow a little bit and you get a little older and you realize just saying yes to everything isn't, isn't good leadership. And just being like, um, a guy that's going to go along with a plan that you don't agree with isn't good leadership. And, um, there's ways to do that. Maybe it's not in front of the whole group where you have a disagreement with a, with another guy that's in the leadership group. But, but I, I think, um, you know, there's, there's a, there's a time and a place and a way to do that where, um, like you said, there's some calculation to some of that stuff where you don't want to, um, embarrass anybody, but you also have to, you're expected now, um, to bring your real opinion to the table and what you really think is going to help this team and, and saying yes to everything is, uh, is not, is not the way, I mean, that's not, um, you know, not, uh, you know, true, true leadership, I'd say. And that's a really good point. And I think you just, as you get older, you, you learn those moments and, um, the times and, and, in, and instances where you can try and insert that. And there's somewhere you don't, there's somewhere you're like, Hey, I got to go along with this thing. It's not perfect. Um, it's not going to be a lot of fun, um, doing this, or it's not exactly what I want to do, but I got to do it. That's a great point. Our guest tonight is Sean Corrali for, for the Columbus Blue Jackets. And where is this team at, Sean? Cause we've seen some different moments with the team. I know it's still early. It's still that process of figuring out what you are, but today was a practice that I'm glad I was wearing my tennis shoes and jacket and not skates in the uniform like the Columbus Blue Jackets were today. Uh, so I'm not envious of the practice, but I am envious of your finished practice. You got the message. Um, where do you think you guys are at? We've, uh, and we've obviously got a lot of work to do. Um, I think you've seen, we've played three games and you've, you've each game, you've seen a bit of a different team. And so we've seen what we can be and we've seen what exactly what we don't want to be and what we're not going to be, um, and it always seemed to come back to, as you can tell from how we're practicing, it's not about X's and O's, it's the basics. It's just winning your puck battles. And um, just it, like Pazzy always says, it's uh, there's two guys trying to win a puck, and that's that's the game of hockey. And if you don't come out with it more often than not, um, it's going to be tough for your systems to work. And speaking of systems, there's a lot of things that hard work and battles can cover up in in terms of deficiencies. Um, so that's where we got to start. We got to start there. We're not happy with uh, with two of the games we've played here at home and, and pieces of, of, you know, the Rangers game. We thought we played well for definitely for two periods. But, um, you know, it's it's a tough. It's early in the season. Um, so you don't, uh, don't want to, you know, panic. But 
there's, uh, you know, we know what can happen if, if you don't fix these things quickly and they need to be fixed. They need to be addressed. Um, there's no worse feeling than being in the spot we were last year. And there's no amount of hard practices that I would, uh, you know, would take to, to, to be in that spot last year. You'd rather work your way out of it. And like you said about leadership, the second you think, um, maybe it's not the way that maybe you, you know, you can, you can voice your opinion or whatever, but, um, right now I think it's pretty clear that, uh, as a group, we got to get better at our one-on-one battles and, um, that that's where we're going to start. When's the last time you had a practice like that? Oh, it's been a while. And you're a hardworking guy. That was a tough one. <laughs> Today was a tough one. I'm laughing now that it's done, but no, I'm fine. serious when I mean I, I was not envious. You're you're allowed to laugh. I mean, at some point today, we're like tr- we knew it was going to be tough today. You yeah. look at each other and like, you just tr- let's try and enjoy this. It's I mean, it's not fun, but when someone scores a goal, it's uh, still still try and make it as fun as you can. You can work in uh, the like. There's work and there's fun, and then they can happen at the same time. Um, so not a fun one, um, but uh, we got it done, and we'll move forward and, and get the get the nap in, uh, get the nap in today, and and uh, be ready for tomorrow. Sean, um, let's talk about faceoffs because that's something that you're you're really good at. Um, if you look at the other night, uh, the team as a whole struggled, and really over the course of the last couple of years this this team has struggled but you and Boone have been the the catalysts when it's come to taking the face off what as you look at it when you step in into those battles what's your key what what makes you consistently good at winning those battles you know you get asked this a lot and, and I'm obviously every day trying to get better I think it's a it's a constant uh process of learning um but like we talked about with, with Jody, it's really just comes down to, uh, you know, just wanting to win the puck and, and you get your timing back. Um, first couple of games, I haven't been, been super pleased with, with you know, kind of my results, but you just keep working. You show up every day. The best guys I've seen kind of stick to what they're good at and they just go with it. Um, Boone, the Bergerons, the Crutchies, um, David Backus, those guys, they just, they just stick to what they're good at and they do it and they do it a hundred percent and uh, you just keep showing up you just keep showing up you give it you give it all you got every draw there's no secret um you know sometimes you can you can go in there you remember jakey voracek saying to me like a couple times with these battles is don't go in too hard you know you go in 110 percent you wind yourself up you end up on your bum and uh you can't win the draw on your bum so um <laughs> it's it's uh that should be a T-shirt. Just yeah. imagine what. <laughs> just imagine what he's saying to the uh, to the players he's coaching now over in Czech. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just smile when you hear his name, right? Yeah. That's, That's right. That's right. God, some of those coaching points I do miss, and but you know what? They just they came with a with a bit of brilliance to him too. Honestly, um, he'd look at me on the bench, and be like, Chris, just, even with some battles, sometimes just going a little bit slower. Just, you don't have to go in like kamikaze. Um, and honestly, sometimes I hear him in my head on the bench when I come back to just, you know, go in with some poise and, and you're strong enough, you're big enough, you win the battle, just stay on your feet. Uh, same thing in a face-off. A lot of times in a face-off, it's not the first swipe, it's the second or third swipe. So, um, same thing as a, as a battle. Um, so it's just, it's just staying in the fight, making sure you're, uh, you're there for the second and third swipe, second and third effort. The battle's all the same. And I know another thing that makes you good at it is that you break down linesmen. Uh, you know, you have a pretty good idea, I should say, 
uh, what you're going to get from a linesman, the way he drops the puck. There's some new guys in the league now, though, so some new guys you have to learn, huh? Yeah, there there's some new guys and um, some old guys and a couple that that uh, probably toss the puck the other way, which is which is probably my fault. So I'm I'm trying to mature and get a little better at that. Uh, at least make them drop it straight and and not on the other guy's dot. So I I got to uh, you know it's it's just just talking to them like like a regular guy. They're just they're just regular guys and they're doing their best and I'm doing my best and and sometimes I get heated and and get all mad, but. Um, you know, it's part of it, and, and I'm sure they understand and know that I'm hopefully not a, uh, a terrible human. I just kind of get a little competitive sometimes. And if they don't, screw them. Yeah. Just the way it is. Yeah. <laughs> what about when the referee drops the puck at the beginning of a period? How much different is that for you? I I keep telling the linesmen, I've told them like every, every like couple games, I'm like, why have we not changed that? Why is a ref, a ref should never drop the puck. It's an awful drop. I mean, most of the time it's a bad drop. They don't care. They do it, they do it. Once a, I don't even know if they do it to start the period. I know they do it to start the game. I think it's just to start the game, actually. I actually, I should know that. <laughs> so should we. <laughs> I think it's to start the period, too. But You think it is? I think. You're not sure. But I remember, sure. I, remember, I, yeah. I remember last game we were on the PK to start the period and a linesman dropped the puck. Okay, there's your answer. Yeah. But I don't know if that was because we were only on the PK, but I don't know. We've only watched thousands of games. And <laughs> he's played the hundreds of them. Nobody knows, but... <laughs> yeah, the refs should not. Let us know about that. We're going to know on Friday. I don't sure, think 100%. the refs want to drop the. I mean, maybe they do, but I don't think they should. Yeah, it's just completely different, right? It's just not their skill set, all right? Like, they don't drop them all the time. It's like a D going in to take a face off. <laughs> well, you know, how are you going to be on camera at the beginning of the game if you don't yeah. get in there with, <laughs> with the mic on? With the mic, yeah, yeah. Here we are, boys. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the game. Connor, welcome to the IHL. <laughs> That's right. I love Kelly, so we'll, we'll give Kelly a break on that one. <laughs> Kelly's so, great. I have a Kelly. I've had him since junior, I think. Have you really? Yeah. 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 I saw him the other day. He's missing a tooth. He wears it during the game. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I said, that's awesome, Kelly. That's, that that just puts everything into perspective what we just said, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the refs are not giving up that drop at the beginning. Let's just, yeah. No. Um, I'm just wondering about wh- how you're doing. Good. It's, uh, you know, you never, you never, uh, there's never enough surprises, I guess. Uh, obviously, I think this is my eighth season going in, and um, it's always a roller coaster. It's always you get to it and you get smacked in the face and realize you got to start from, from square one. Um, so it's a, it's a challenge, and I think uh, that's what makes it sweeter when you come out on the other side. But uh, we got a little bit of work in front of us, and I don't think, uh, I think we're scared of that. Um, you know, you can, you can enjoy this work, but, uh, usually the way through it is just show up every day, do your best, keep working, um, try and get better. Like you said, is bring your, bring your, um, as a leader, bring your, bring your honest ideas to the table and voice them if you can and, and work when you think it's not the time and or always work. But, um, yeah, so I, uh, it's a challenge. It's a challenge right now. I, uh, we're, we're one and two. It's, um, early in the season and, you're not going to win the Stanley Cup or make the playoffs in October, but uh, you can't can't do yourself a hole. So we uh, we realize that. I, I don't like being around in the spring and not playing hockey. So uh, I think that gives you enough motivation right there to try and keep yourself in the picture. Um, so for us right now, we got to you know the whole season's playoff hockey for this team, and um, we got to focus on that. And we believe in the direction we're going in. We've got a lot of great pieces, a lot of good young pieces. 
Uh, we believe in coaching staff systems and everything we got going on and just got to all get uh, pulling the rope in the same direction. You've had a different looking fourth line, Sean. It, it's, uh, you know, and it's understandable for uh, Coach uh, Pazzi to try to figure out what he's got. Things, things have to change here. And, and you lost one of your long-term line mates to waivers, and he's in the American Hockey League now in Robinson. What was that like? Uh, do you have a conversation with him? Yeah, we were, me and Robbie were going back and forth. Obviously, I'm you know, on a personal level close with Robbie and um, played a lot of hockey together. And it, you don't you don't like to see a friend, you know, get his life turned upside down. And um, but that uh, is part of this this thing. And I think you look yourself in the mirror when you go home and you realize that um, you got to prove it every single day here. There's uh, this is a league that doesn't matter what you did even last game to talk, let alone last year. Um, you need uh, at the end of the day we need results um, at some point. So um, you got to continue to continue to show up. It's tough. Those those personal things are are tough. Where um, you know that that's what makes it kind of real is seeing some of that stuff happen, and uh, you realize that um, there's a reason this is the best league in the world because it's hard to stay here. And um, you come out of camp and come out of the camp every single year. You come out of camp and you're like. There are a lot of kids and a lot of guys that want this job really bad. And that doesn't get lost on myself and I'm sure a lot of other guys. Um, the second you're not moving forward, I think you, you better be nervous. And um, so I think, you know, come out of camp and sometimes it's a little good, good little reminder that uh, these jobs are hard to keep and you got to keep pushing. I remember in Philly, and I told Bob this, I think, a thousand times. We lost one game, and I felt like like you guys did today. Like it was, the organization was devastated. We lost two in a row, and something was happening. We were all just walking around like no one wanted to be at the rink because we're waiting for something to happen. And that's a great point you bring up that you know what the competition's real now. There's depth in the in the organization, and and that's really how you get better. So you notice when guys get sent down, don't you? Of course, it's. It, if you miss, I mean, you'd be you'd be you'd be foolish to miss. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. It's it's um yeah, it's a tough business, and some of that some of that's good. The good competition it kind of makes you rise to the level that you eventually want to be at as a player. Um, and you don't want to you don't want to walk on eggshells, but you don't want to be uh, naive and walking around and and thinking your name's in stone and you're still because it's not. I have one more thing to ask you here, Sean, and um, I went home after opening night last week, and I walked into the house, and my wife had something paused on TV, and it was on Bally's, and it was the golf match where you and Jody and Cole Sillinger and Jimmy Hanlon got together, and um, and I got to tell you, she was like, well, Sean really talks a lot, huh? <laughs> I go, yeah, that's that's how he is. Um, but so I sat there and I ended up watching the rest with her, and I, and I watched the the free lessons you were getting on there. So how mu how much value was in that for your golf game? Just playing in that. I uh, I've seen it now. I haven't seen the whole thing all the way through, but I keep catching it. Like I was out uh, with my agent the other night, and it was on. And Dubes, Yeah, I was out with Dubes the other night. <laughs> Justin Duberman. Oh yeah, like, great guy. Yeah, he's the best. And he's like, is that you on the TV? It's like, you're, you're everywhere. I yeah, I walked into the rink. You were on the rink. Like, geez, you're everywhere. Um, so it was funny. But the uh, I will remember what 
advice Jimmy gave me with the downhill bunker lie. Oh, that was an yeah. incredible shot. That was. Well, I didn't, it's almost like I didn't do it. I just listened to him and there you go. Just listened to him and that's Pure. what happened. <laughs> um, but oh my gosh, I, I, I don't like to look at my golf swing. So we'll just, uh, that's why I try to talk. I distract everyone from the golf game. <laughs> Be a good broadcaster. <laughs> and well you know what you've learned about that today you can sit in your tennis shoes in their stands and watch yeah. the guys skating it's much more comfortable yeah. but i would still there's a part of me though sean you'll you can't have cheeseburgers today though you'll miss that yeah yeah <laughs> believe it or not sean thank you so much for joining us it uh always really is a pleasure and we'll let you get the rest that is well deserved and uh good luck when you go back to work here this weekend Thanks, guys. Always good to be here. All right, Sean Corrali of the Blue Jackets. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more of the Inside Edge presented by First Merchants Bank right after this on 97.1 The Fan. Getting ready to wrap up this week's edition of the Inside Edge presented by First Merchants Bank. It was great to hear from Sean Corrali and great to talk with Sean. When I hear consummate professional, Sean Corrali is the kind of guy I think of. Yeah, no, he's a great person, you know, first of all. And and great to see him as a leader, love his thoughts into leadership and what it means. And, you know, we have conversations from time to time about the team and where he's at. And, and now that he's got that voice, it's nice to... You know, especially after the Blue Jackets start here, kind of see where he's at, you know, because sometimes you do become a leader and you, you follow the leaders that are already in place, but he's been here as a leader already. Now he just got a letter on his jersey. So, and you think of the value of that with 19-year-old Adam, Adam Fantilli, Cole Sillinger is still young, 21 years old. These these guys are, as we said, one of the youngest teams in the league again. So the value of a guy like that on an everyday basis who understands coming from Boston, uh, that people notice what you do, what you eat, how you tie your shoes, where you go, uh, how, what time you leave the rink, what time you leave the ice, what you work on, all those details that impact players later in their career. And we should have talked to Sean about this, but I remember the veterans that I used to watch, and they still impact me today because, you know, you can go have a cheeseburger, Bob. Yeah. You know, you can, like, lighten up a little bit and enjoy yourself, um, put the work in, but also – enjoy yourself and I, I think that's a refreshing thing and you brought up Jake Borchek earlier and we both smiled as soon as his name came up or Sean brought him up it's because he's he's got a competitiveness that he brings to practice and games he's got an uh an understanding of of how people should be playing and where they should be and how the game is supposed to be played from a skill and a hard work level but he also has a, a wonderful attitude on life maybe I mean it it's it, it maybe one of the best oh yeah. so it's refreshing to be around guys like that. And I like when they brought him back a year ago because it kind of like loosened up the hinges a little bit. You know what I mean? It kind of like brought something that needed to be said that uh, if I'm going to be straight laced all the time, but I got a guy that contradicts me, it's like, okay, you know what? We'll do it your way today. And then everyone uh, feeds off it. So love the whole dynamic of within a locker room. I really love how teams are built and, and when you have those characters and People are leaders for a certain reason, and you could tell Sean really gets it. Of course he gets it, but uh, nice to hear his talk on that. Next up, the Calgary Flames. They'll come into uh, the game against the Blue Jackets. Uh, they beat Winnipeg in their opener. They've lost on the road at Pittsburgh. They lost in a shootout to Washington, an organization that has a new coach, new general manager, uh, another team that was really disappointed by the way last season ended and I'm sure is not pleased on how this one has started. Craig Conroy, former player, great uh, Calgary Flame. He's been working his way up. He gets the reins as a GM. Uh, 
he's awesome. He, he's a guy that bleeds that Calgary red. Uh, it, it feel like he was there as Holker. I know he moved around a little bit, but he was there with Ginla and was a big piece of it. And uh, they brought in Huska, who was in the minors, getting his first crack at, at a head coach. They still have Kadri, Huberdo. Uh, they've got some good D. I think they're dealing with a couple injuries. But this is a team that, um, you know, expectations are to make the playoffs and make some noise. But we'll see. I mean, that losing Johnny Goodrow, losing uh, Kachuk last year, uh, you, you kind of wonder what their identity is. But we'll, we'll see. They're, they're a good powerhouse team, and they're on a long road trip. But everyone's early in the season. So when you have those changes, too, uh, you know, think, yeah, what are you? I think there's a lot of teams that are trying to figure it out. I think Calgary's one of them. Are you ready for Star Wars Night Friday? I am. Yeah. Are you going to be you or are you going to be uh, Stormtrooper? Are you going to be Yoda? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should do your whole broadcast like that. Oh, in the corner there. <laughs> That's pretty good, Bob. I used to do it really well. I'm not going to attempt it here because I can't do better than that. Uh, well, it it should be a good night. Come on, you could do it better than that, can I don't know. See, there you go. There you go. And, and of course, Darth Vader's the easiest. So... Right. They're done. Chewy. Well, I like Chewy, too. Yeah. <laughs> this is great radio right now. I yeah. mean, it doesn't get better than what we are bringing right now. That's what I bring to the broadcast usually, so I'll just stick in, in person. That is Chewy Chewbacca. That's, you know, actually, that's probably what we sound like to fans when the game's 4 to nothing, like the other night. No matter what we say, it just sounds like that. But uh, the Blue Jackets looking to bounce back and do it at the end of this homestand. I've liked this, by the way. This yeah, it's home been really start. nice. Yeah, it's in, and it's going to end up for Florida fans. Yeah, we go to Minnesota right after the game on Friday, and then we're in Montreal next Wednesday. I've looked at a few of the away dates. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, yeah that this one is after the game out there time zone. You know, what am I? I'm, I'm complaining like it's the end of the world. It's not, but it's been nice to be at home. That's my hope. Yes, sir. To start this uh, season with four games on home ice. Again, 7 o'clock on Friday night, Blue Jackets and the Calgary Flames. You can get your tickets by going to bluejackets.com. Thanks to Sean Corrali for joining us tonight. You've been listening to the Inside Edge, presented by First Merchants Bank. For Jody Shelley, I'm Bob McElligot saying so long here on 97.1 The Fan.